Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever had the feeling that a teacher just doesn't like you? Like nothing you can do is right, and you don't know why. It just is what it is. Hauling Hoodhood. Yeah, seriously, that's the name of the character in this book. Hauling Hoodhood is in seventh grade, and he has discovered that Mrs. Baker does not like him. Like to the point that he's worried that she may be trying to take him out. Now, this all has to do with things that are happening on Wednesday afternoons. It's it's a complicated situation, and you can read about it. But basically, Holling is worried that Mrs. Baker, because of what goes on Wednesday afternoons, would really like it if he just disappeared from the face of the earth. So at the beginning of the school year, when he's sitting in at recess and does not want to go outside... Mrs. Baker is having none of it, and she sends him out. And Holling begins to realize that it could be all part of her plan to get rid of him. Because not long after that, he is invited, or more like ordered, to play with a group of boys at recess, one of whom happens to be this huge kid in eighth grade who is the older brother of one of his classmates. Now, this kid... Yeah, he, he's known around the place. And basically, Hollings is terrified to play soccer with this guy. But he can't seem to get out of it. So they get out on the field, and he's trying desperately to figure out a way to not be creamed. But the thing about soccer is you can run around a whole lot and never, ever touch the ball. And if you do have to touch the ball, you can kick it away before anyone comes near you. That's what I figured on doing. Doug Switek's brother wouldn't even come near me, and I would foil Mrs. Baker's nefarious plan. But Doug Switek's brother had clearly received instructions. The first time he got the ball, he looked around and then came right at me. He wasn't like a normal forward, who everyone knows is supposed to avoid the defense. He just came right at me, and there was a growl that rose out of him like he was some great clod of living earth that hadn't evolved out of the Mesozoic era, howling and roaring and slobbering and coming to crush me. I expect that the watching Mrs. Baker was almost giddy at the thought. Get in front of him, screamed Danny Hupfer, who was our goalie. In front of him! His voice was cracking, probably because he was imagining the propulsion of the soccer ball as it left Doug Switek's brother's foot and hurled toward the goal and wondering what it might do to his chest. I didn't move. Danny screamed again. I think he screamed, in front! But I'm not sure. I don't think he was using language at all. Imagine a sound with a whole lot of high vowels, and I think you have it. But it was, didn't make any difference what he screamed. Because, of course, I wasn't going to get in front. There was no way in the world I was going to get in front. If Doug Switek's brother scored, he scored. It was just a game after all. I stepped toward the sideline, away from the goal. And Doug Switek's brother veered toward me. I ran back a bit and stepped even closer to the sideline. And he veered toward me again. So as Danny Huffer screamed vows and Doug Switek's brother growled mesozoically, I felt my life come down to this one hard point, like it had been a funnel channeling everything I had ever done to this one moment when it would all end. And that was when I remembered Jim Hawkins climbing up the side of the Española to steal her, tearing down the Jolly Roger flag, sitting in the cross trusses and holding Israel hands back. Guts. So I glanced up at Mrs. Baker's window. 
She wasn't there, probably so she wouldn't be accused of being an accomplice. And then I ran toward the goal, turned, and stood. I waited for Doug Switek's brother to come. It was probably kind of noble to see. I stood my ground, and I stood my ground, and I stood my ground, until the howling and the roaring and the slobbering were about on top of me. Then I closed my eyes. Nothing says you have to look at your destiny. And stepped out of the way. Almost. I left my right foot behind. And Doug Switek's hairy brother tripped over it. This is just one day in Holling's life as he tries to navigate the crazy world of seventh grade with a teacher who he believes is clearly trying to take him out. This is all set in 1967-1968 in the United States when we are embroiled in a war, a conflict that no one can see the end of. Obviously, I'm talking about the Vietnam War. The Wednesday Wars by Gary D. Schmidt. This book is also available in large print from Thorndike Press.